professional football in America is a special game. And yes, it is that time on your Saturday morning. Whatever you got, I need. All your football in one show. This is L.A. Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. Let's set this place on fire. We're going to do nothing fancy. We're going to play on fire. Whatever you got today, I got to have it. It's what you wanted. A show completely dedicated to football. Saturday on 710 ESPN from 9 to 11 a.m. Kirk Morrison is live and local and all over the Rams and the entire NFL. USC UCLA, the biggest high school football stories from across the Southland. And taking your calls all morning. This is LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. 710 ESPN. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> this Saturday morning here in Los Angeles. So glad to be with you. L.A. Gridiron Weekly here. Kirk Morrison, your eight-year NFL veteran in the National Football League, former Raider, Jaguar, and Buffalo Bill here with you on L.A. Gridiron Weekly every week, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here is our safe space. Glad to have you all back. I can't believe this show is already a month in. I cannot believe it. We've been going, we've been uh, excited to bring you all this content, all of these uh, interviews. And so another week that we can get you closer to the uh, NFL draft coming up in just about five more days. 877-710-ESPN is the number. 877-710-3776. You always know you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Kirk Morrison. Get a hold of me on Instagram at Kirk Morrison. I take all your questions, all your thoughts, whatever you're thinking, uh, just let me know. I, I will definitely read it, talk about it. We can get into a lot here uh, on LA Gridiron Weekly, but man, a jam-packed show for you today. Jam-packed. I mean, honestly, I got some great guests lined up. A uh, guy who I, I love talking to, Dan Shanka. Okay. He's the executive uh, director uh, for our lads, our general manager, I should say, general manager for our lads scouting services. He's pretty much scouted every player who's draft eligible for this draft. And so he's got an almanac or a manual, whatever you want. It goes long, 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 but man, it is some good stuff. And he'll join us in about, uh, about 10, 15, probably about 12 minutes actually in the next segment. So I'll get a chance to talk to Dan, get caught up with him on the NFL draft. Kenny Young, Rams linebacker Kenny Young, former UCLA Bruin. He's going to join us about 9.55 today. Yeah, 9.55 this morning. Uh, and get his thoughts on not just being a Ram, but also being a former UCLA Bruin. So we'll get his take uh, on that as well. And a treat. Yes, a treat for us today, everybody. We got a treat. Demetric Felton, a former UCLA Bruin now, and he's a draft hopeful even though I know he will be drafted, but he is a draft hopeful. He will hear his name called uh, when the draft starts in just about five days. So he's a day one guy, possible day two, uh, possible day three. I just know he will hear his name get called. That's Demetric Felton. He's coming up about 1030. But without further ado, it's time for the opening kickoff. This is the Liquid Iron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. And with the flash of the cameras going on. It's time for the opening kickoff. Yes, opening kickoff today brought to you by 
at Kirk Morrison on Twitter again. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on my sponsors and all that stuff, everybody. So bear with me. Look, we're going to get this thing worked out. But <laughs> at Kirk Morrison again on Instagram and at Twitter, don't forget the hashtag L-A-G-W is our hashtag L-A-G-W. We're five days away, five days away for the off-season classic. You know, some people call it, you know, there's the Midsummer Classic uh, for – you know, for uh, baseball, there's the um, what can we call for basketball? Um, they're all star game, whatever, but that's always in season. The NFL's off season shindig, as you want to call it, is the NFL draft, and it is five days away. And you can sense the excitement now because before, once the season is over with. You know, after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa, it was, okay, what's next? But because of the pandemic, we didn't have time to get to the the combine. You know, there wasn't that whole uh, what's next on the calendar kind of thing. It was just a bunch of pro days and inflated numbers that we've seen because this guy ran a 4-3 and that guy ran a 4-5. It was just so much that was kind of in front of us, and yet, the draft, we knew, April 29th. It seemed so far away. And yet, who was going to be the, the, the top pick, the second pick? So much was going to happen. So much was going to transpire in the coming months since the Super Bowl. And we've had a bunch happen, whether it's the trade for Jared Goff by the Detroit Lions, or I should say Matthew Stafford traded to the Rams for Jared Goff. All right, maybe it's the Carson Wentz being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. We saw some shaking and moving with the current players. And then we saw some shaking and moving uh, around the draft, right? Sam Darnold traded from the New York Jets. So the Jets may be taking a quarterback, which we all believe at two. And then the San Francisco 49ers make a trade. They move up to pick number three. Okay, so now we got a lot going on and we're just trying to figure it all out. Right. They traded with the Miami Dolphins uh, to get that pick. And then the Dolphins end up trading back with the uh, (laughs) it's funny. They trade back with the uh, who they trade back with. um, uh, uh, Wait. I forgot, wait, 49ers traded. No, they traded with Philadelphia again. Yeah, it was a lot. Sorry, I'm getting it all caught up, man. I just can't wait. I'm getting a brain cramp right now as I'm talking as we get ready for this draft. But, man, five days away in Cleveland, Ohio, is where the draft will be this year. And the Rams won't have a first-round pick on Thursday. So no first-round pick for the Rams on Thursday. But the the Chargers, they do have a first-round pick, pick number 13. And I'm so many thoughts on what the Chargers might do. Do they go left tackle? Do they go corner? They've got a lot of options there. But this is going to be an intriguing draft because I believe that this draft, after the quarterbacks are taken, there's going to be a lot of good football players. And teams that have needs will be able to go out to get the best player on the board, especially the Chargers. They already got the quarterback. They got it right last year in Justin Herbert. So now they can do what? Just pick a good football player. That's all the Chargers have to worry about, which is pretty easy, I would say. Just go grab a football player. So we'll see what happens with that. But, man, in five days, um, you know, I I can't wait for it to start. Uh, I get excited for this round one, round two, round three, especially round three because myself, 
was a third round draft pick back in 2005 by the then Oakland Raiders. And I get a lot of emotions when that third round comes in because it takes me back to that moment, that time, the place where I was, the family who I was with, the phone call that I got from the Raiders. So, man, I get excited when uh, when I hear some of these guys who are out there playing or about to get drafted, their stories, the tears that are flowing, the hugs and kisses and all that stuff, man. I, I just get you – know, I still get you know that, that warm feeling inside and having experienced that. And I wish everybody could experience that joy of reaching a dream, reaching the pinnacle, the highest part, highest part of your profession. Like there is no league after the NFL. Like it is just, it's, that's it. I tell people like in, in business world, in the business world, you know, there's different accomplishments that you can have. You can climb up the ladder. You can get all the way to the top. The NFL, you know, it's right out of college there is no higher league than the NFL. It is NFL and that is it. And a lot of guys will be joining the NFL in the coming days. Actually, I have it right here in front of me. So I want to keep it because it's a lot of picks this year. So make sure I get it right. Yes. So 259 players will have their name called in Cleveland, Ohio, followed by the undrafted free agents that will be uh, also to a team. And you can get between 15 to 20 free agents uh, out of college, unsigned, undrafted free agents. So it is going to be a wild time in the coming week ahead. And a guy who I'm excited to have him on to break it all down for us, he's the general manager. He's a national scout for RLADS Scouting Services. He is an outstanding evaluator of talent, and I cannot wait to have this guy on. Coming up next, Dan Shanka of Our Lads. He'll give us a little breakdown on what to expect at the top of the draft and also who the Rams may be taking in the second round and also what the Chargers may do at pick 13. We'll get all of that coming up next here on LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison on 710 ESPN. It's what you wanted, a show completely dedicated to football. This is L.A. Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison on 710 ESPN. All over the Rams and the NFL, USC, UCLA, the high school football scene. Kirk knows it all and is ready to bring it to you each Saturday morning. You're listening to L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Once again, here's Kirk Morrison. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. L.A. Gridiron Weekly here. Um, Golly, I I can't even – I get so excited when I get certain guests on, especially guys who can make me sound a little bit smarter, make me sound like I know what I'm talking about. And one guy in particular who uh, actually did some scouting of his own, uh, of myself, back in 2005 when I came out in the NFL draft, but he's been doing it for a very, very long time. And a guy who I trust, a guy who I love hearing his knowledge. That's Dan Shanka. He's the general manager of our lad scouting services. He's also uh, just a national scout as well. And look, I'll start right here, Dan, uh, before we get to me, because I do want to hear my draft profile. I want to know what the scouts were saying. What was Dan Shanka asking me? What, what was he evaluating me? What was I looking like? But before we get to that, I do want to say that, you know, we're a couple days away from the NFL draft 2021. Just your initial thoughts, Dan, on how this draft is sort of taking shape or what are we going to remember after this draft? 
I think whether these five quarterbacks that go in the top 10 are going to be successful because as you know, Kirk, it's, it's, they, about half of them uh, are as good as they're supposed to be when they're drafted. And, uh, but this seems to be a very special group and they're specific um, whether, you know, Mac Jones goes to San Francisco because he's specific for that offense or a young guy like Trey Lance, who's just an outstanding uh, athlete um, and is ascending player. Uh, you know, is Trevor Lawrence going to do it for Jacksonville, get him turned around? So there's a lot of talent there, those quarterbacks, and uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for all five <laughs> of that top group. Well, Dan, uh, for all the listeners out there, I've already told them already, I'll be releasing my mock draft a little bit later on in the program today. So I want everybody to make sure that at the uh, I'll be releasing my mock draft, how I think the first round will go. But then obviously I know I'll get you about three or four picks, Dan, and I'm going to rip it up because I know it will not fall in line to what uh, these teams are thinking about. Dan Shanka joined us here on LA Gridiron Weekly. Uh, Dan, I think the next question for a lot of people here in Los Angeles are what are the teams here in LA going to do? I'll start with the Rams first, because it seems like they have a formula, Dan, where first round picks are like, nah, we would rather take player over first round picks. That philosophy has worked in the McVay era. You know, you have three playoff appearances, a couple of division titles, a Super Bowl appearance. They'll be picking in the second round. But my question is, first of all, that formula of not drafting in the first round so much, how does that uh, look in your eyes? And then what should they expect in round two? Well, you always look for uh, theoretically – and this has been proven wrong, yourself included, uh, right. because you're, you know, a very instinctive linebacker and, and things. So, um, but theoretically, the first round guys are supposed to be the best players in the draft. And right. uh, but that's not always true. And I think the Rams have done a pretty good job of plucking guys from that second, third round area. And um, so I think. I mean, you you ideally would like to have first-round picks because you get those best players, but if you don't and you can trade back, for instance, get more picks, um, I think that uh, that's always a positive thing. But the Rams right now, they're, they're going ahead and uh, go with that second, third, fourth-round area, and, you can, and they've got a really good scouting staff. I used to work with some of those guys on the road, and um, they know what they're doing, so they're going to – nail some of those guys that uh, can really contribute to their team. When, when you think about just uh, second round guys, just, is there any names that kind of pop out to you? You don't necessarily have that first round grade, but second round guys that you just can say, you know, watch this kid in the second round. He's not quite a first rounder, but I think he'll make a team happy in the second round. Yeah. I, you know, there's a guy that we kind of got penciled in for uh, the Rams uh, as a pass rusher is Osai from uh, Texas. Yeah. He's he's a guy that uh, he's an ascending guy. He's getting yes. better and better. And he had a really good year this past year. And uh, but he's an explosive guy off the edge. And uh, we feel like that that's somebody that they need as a pass rusher. As all teams like to have two or three of them, but uh, <laughs> another one for the Rams to put pressure on the quarterback. So Osai is a guy kind of jumps out as, at us certainly at the Rams pick in the second round. Well, well thanks, Dan, because now I really can uh, tear up my mock draft because I got Osai going in the first round. <laughs> oh, man. Dan Shanka joined us here. He is the uh, general manager and scout for RLAD Scouting Services. And you can follow him on Twitter. Great follow, by the way, at RLADS underscore Shanka. 
The other team here in Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers. Now they do have a first round pick, Dan. They'll be picking 13. And so to me, the coach, Brandon Staley, new head coach, he's mentioned left tackle, offensive line help to help his young quarterback, Justin Herbert. Then there's wide receivers who are available. How do you see the Chargers going with their pick number 13? Yeah, I tell you, I, I agree with Coach Staley. I think I'm going to go with that <laughs> offensive tackle, yeah. you know. And uh, I tell you, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Mm. Now, uh, to go, at least they can get Slater from Northwestern if he okay. falls to 13. But I'm not going to leave, leave it uh, on the table. They're not going to try to trade up to get maybe Penny Sewell. If he, if he drops from, say, for instance, Cincinnati takes uh, Jamar Chase, Yes. Then, uh, then uh, Sewell might drop a little bit, and then if they're within striking, this is thirteen to seven, thirteen to eight. They may want to make a trade and get up and get Sewell. But let's say he's going to go to the Bengals at five. Um, I would Slater has a chance to be there because the five quarterbacks are going to go. Um, right. The receivers three, and of course, we can't forget Kyle Pitts, yes. maybe the <laughs> you know, one of the top three players in this draft. So uh, I think that um, they'll be within striking distance of certainly Slater, and uh, he's a terrific football player. And now a fallback guy, it, it, it could very well be Vera Tucker from um, you USC. Know, uh, yeah. USC. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he's our third or third rated overall lineman. The only thing is he just didn't have those long arms. You know, you like it left tackle and this and that, but boy, he's a tough guy that um, he'll lock you up and carry you right up the field. So uh, that would be your fallback, but if, if they can get Slater and then another tackle, if they want to go tackle left tackle is uh Darisaw from uh, Virginia tech. Yes. Now he's your big, Long arm, 34 and a half inch, uh, big wide body guy to play that left tackle spot. So um, there's a lot of options, I think, going to be there at 13 or if they trade up. You know, intriguing that you mentioned uh, just the the Bengals. Are they your team? Because they are picking five. But is it more the Bengals or the Atlanta Falcons who are picking at four that you think that this draft really takes a turn? Or is it really everyone's kind of waiting on the San Francisco 49ers because we already presumptively believe it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then the 49ers almost kind of kick off the 2021 draft? Yeah, I'll tell you, I think it's probably going to depend what happens at three with San Francisco. But but four will be very interesting what Atlanta does. Uh, You know, do they take a Justin Fields? who's a terrific football player from uh, Atlanta there, and they can salt him away for a year or two while uh, Matt Ryan is, is, uh, uh, you know, playing the past couple years, but he can also, or the future couple years, but then he can also help uh, uh, develop Justin Fields. So um, it's just, that's a possibility you, you hear scuttlebutt that maybe Pitts will go uh, there, but I don't know why in the heck they would take a tight end, right now because uh, I think that they're building their program with the new head coach, uh, Art Smith there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's going to be in that third, fourth pick where the draft's going to turn. Dan Shaka joining me here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison, 9 to 11 every Saturday. I'm so excited to have Dan with me here with our lads, Scouting Services, giving me some of the knowledge that I need as I prepare for this 2021 NFL draft. Just a couple more questions for you, Dan, but um, we do have some Raider fans still here in Los Angeles, maybe a ton of them. 
And we know the Raiders, they're picking toward the uh, middle of that first round. I uh, picked 17. First seven, yeah, 17. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do you see the Raiders uh, doing in the first round this year? I, I feel like they've kind of struck out so far in the production of their first round draft picks of late. Uh, they can still pan out, but I think J- Josh Jacobs has been the, the cream of the crop so far, but Cleveland Farrell has not been up to his top four uh, drafting. And then last year, Ruggs was kind of a hit or miss at point uh, at times, but the Raiders at pick 17, what do you think that they do? Well, I, I'll tell you, I know John Gruden would like to probably add another quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I worked with John in Philadelphia. and I tell wow. you what, if he didn't have Troy Aikman and uh, Steve Young and then Brett Favre on the bench, he wasn't happy. You know what I mean? He, he always right. wanted a quarterback. But always. I tell you what, I think that Mike Mayock may give John some smelling salts and say, hey, uh, I think if uh, Micah Parsons is there at 17, Mm -hmm. we could sure use him on our defense because he's a terrific player. And um, he he opted out this past year, but he is an outstanding football player. So I think Micah Parsons uh, could very well be a good choice to help build up that defense. Well, so you made the transition for me there, Dan. You talked about linebackers. Now, when I reveal my – mock draft in a couple of segments from now um i'll let people know that i don't think parsons even gets to the raiders I, for some reason i'll let people know now he seems like a fit for new england i just it just he's he's a kind of a unicorn you can put him in or a joker you can put him in so many different situations i think that he's a good fit for new england but if he's there with the raiders like you mentioned mike mayock better run up there and give them the cards and say hey take him take him take him Right. But you're right, Kirk, because uh, one thing about Bill Belichick, he likes a versatile guy and uh, Parsons can walk out on the slot and he can play uh, uh, the four two, which basically everybody's playing now and coverage and things. So, yeah, he's he would be a perfect fit for them. But uh, I think Bill's kind of eyeing those quarterbacks too. see if somebody falls to him. All right, Dan, the time has come. Oh, man, I I feel like um, I'm going to try to close my eyes and just listen to the to your words of my draft grade what was kirk morrison's draft evaluation coming out of san diego state in 2005 linebacker what was the evaluation of kirk morrison i'll tell you what kirk i i and i'm not saying this because i followed your career and i always like to follow those guys when i write them up and uh now the thing that uh, was very obviously a four-year starter, two-time uh, MVP in the in the league, um, sideline to sideline guy, very instinctive. Um, you played the run extremely well. You'd fill those downhill uh, seams and everything. You weren't the biggest guy in the world, you, <laughs> you know, but uh, and probably not the fastest guy in the world, but very smart and instinctive. And uh, I had the my problem. The only real problem I probably had with you, because I, to me, a linebacker's got to be instinctive. You were yeah. that. I think in your coverage, I don't know if you could run with some of those real fast guys. But, but <laughs> other than that, you took you could carry uh, tight ends. Yeah. You could, uh, you know, you're in zone. You're dropping back. You had your head on a swivel. Um, you did all those things that were very positive. Uh, I don't know if um, uh, that – Probably on the downside, you'd have to say your coverage, the top side, a great run player. Uh, trust me, I've uh, I've heard I've heard it before, but to hear from you, Dan, like there is a, it's your job, it's what you had to do. But honestly, I will tell you this: that evaluation is honestly what fuels players because you know you did hear like, oh, can he guard running backs and things like that. 
And I'll tell you this, my first time out there and I'm lined up one-on-one with LaDainian Tomlinson, I'm saying, I can't worry about evaluations now. Just cover the damn guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, but I tell you, see back uh, when you were playing a little farther back, I guess you'd say is the, the run game was very important, maybe Correct. more so, you know, than coverage, but, yes. uh, but you could cover good enough. And that's, and like you said, in the flats and things like that. Um, yeah. Those things didn't make any difference back then. Hey, if Ladanian's out there, you've got to cover him. It doesn't matter what it takes. And I think that comes from your football intelligence. And that was, you know, a big thing. You were good. You know, you're very football aware. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this one. I appreciate the time, Dan Shanka here from our lads scouting services. Uh, after this draft is over, we'll be saying what about this draft? Or should I say five years from now, 10 years from now, what will we be saying about this draft? Well, there uh, four or five of those guys are potential Hall of Famers, especially uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, I think Panay Sewell could possibly be in that group. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is going to be in that group. I think that um, uh, Trevor Lawrence could be in that group. And I'm going to put a sleeper in here. I think Mac Jones might be a guy that's going to surprise a lot of people because, hey, if you're accurate, you got great ball placement, you got a place in the NFL. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Hey, Dan, thanks for the time. I know you're busy around this uh, this time of the year, as always, but we uh, we appreciate your time here on LA Gridiron Weekly. Thank you so much, Kirk. Great being with you. Great seeing you again, and uh, sh- sure enjoy your shows. Thank you so much. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have you back for our, our draft grades. Aren't you excited about the draft grades? Every team's oh, draft grade. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, right. man. Thank Super you. Appreciate good. the time, Dan. That was Dan Thanks. Shanka the general manager, also scouting, um, head of scouting for RLADS Services. You can follow him on Twitter at RLADS underscore Shanka. More L.A. Gridiron Weekly coming up next here on L.A. 710 ESPN. You're listening to L.A. Gridiron Weekly. What time is it, It's what you wanted, a show completely dedicated to football. Every Saturday on 710 ESPN from 9 to 11 a.m. Let's get on, baby. Up. Once again, here's Kirk Morrison. Welcome back again. Welcome back here at L.A. Gridiron Weekly on this Saturday morning. I hope you all are enjoying the show. 877-710-ESPN. 7-6, man, my God, bringing back some memories, man. Special thanks again, Dan Shanka, uh, for that little breakdown, man. I forget, uh, you know, the evaluation of one Kirk Morris and yours truly here. Um, it's always fun to hear about, you know, <laughs> when I came out in the draft and, you know, what they thought of me. And uh, you always love the positive and you hate the negative. And I remember I, I, I lit like I was telling Dan, like I took that negative and that was my chip on my shoulder. That was the chip on my shoulder throughout my career of trying to tell him, man, I, I can I can cover running backs. I can I can do what you told me I can't do. I know I can. And so I studied tape like crazy to make sure I was able to handle that part of my game. But, you know, the run game was there. But I did play in a different NFL, too. Though. I will not lie about that. The NFL back in 2005, it was about running the football, play action pass. And then they sort of switched, uh, I would say, about five years into my career. The NFL truly became a passing league, a league in which guys are just back there throwing the ball around. 
40, 50 times a game. And so, yeah, that's why I think the linebacker spot has changed in so much uh, time. But, you know, I mentioned, I didn't mention to you a little bit earlier, I'm going to have my mock draft. All right. You heard me talk about it with Dan Shanka just a minute ago. I'm going to release my mock draft. I'm going to do it in two parts, though. So next segment, I'm going to give you one through 16. Pick one through 16. I'll give you that. And then uh, in the next hour, I will give you picks 17 through 32. So, yes, I do a mock draft. I get excited doing it, too, by the way, just because I've said this before, and you guys can help me out here. 877-710-3776-877-17ESPN at Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison on Instagram. But I want you guys to help me out here. What do you think is harder? Guessing the first round correctly in the NCAA basketball tournament or the first round of the NFL draft? Which one is the hardest? I'll tell you this. I will put up, I'll see, 500 bucks right now. (laughs) I swear I will. 500 bucks right now for any listener out there that can give me the first round of the NFL draft. Send it to me. Send it, tweet it at me. Whatever you want to do, send it to me. And if you get it correct, all 32 picks, guess what? You got about 500 bucks coming your way. Or we're going to go out to dinner. I'll let you pick. We're going to figure it out. I just know that from doing this over time, the experience that I have in doing mock drafts, they never go the way that you think. And very rarely do you ever see an analyst or someone who picks the 32 who does this for a living. Like, it just doesn't happen because we don't know what teams are thinking. We think we know, but in actuality, we don't know. We don't know what some of these teams are going to do at pick 13, like the Chargers. We don't know what they're going to do. Now, we think they should go possible left tackle, but we don't know. We don't know what the Atlanta Falcons may do at pick number four, right? We all think the first three picks will be quarterbacks between the Jaguars, the Jets, and then also the San Francisco 49ers who traded up three. That's what we think. But do we actually know what happens after that? Does Atlanta go ahead and get them a quarterback at pick number five? I mean, at pick number four. So we got a lot. That's a lot to break down, a lot to get into. But yes, uh, coming up. So don't go anywhere. I'm not breaking just yet, but I'm telling you, don't go anywhere. I'm going to have my mock draft picks one through 16 coming up in a little bit as we get ready for the NFL draft in the coming days. But I want to hear from you as well. Um, trying to get a couple phone calls in here today as we prepare for this NFL draft, 877-710-ESPN. Who should the Rams take in that second round? Now, Dan Shanka said pass rusher. Uh, he went with Joseph Asai from um, out of Texas. I, I, I have him in um, – my first round. So I'll let everybody already know he's in my first round. I won't tell you what team, but he's in my first round. I will let you know soon where I think he will go. But where do you think the Rams go in that second round? Where do they go with that pick? For me, I um, I don't know. I really don't know. I am. They can go corner. They can go. Um, they can even go wide receiver, safety, linebacker. They're they're going to have the pick of the litter. 
Uh, and then they got multiple picks in the third round. So that kind of works in their favor as well. Um, but then what about the Chargers at 13? That's going to be the tough one. I really believe that. They're going to be tough because they can, they can pick uh, the available tackles in this draft, right, at that time. I don't think that the top three will be gone. I think maybe one, two at the most, but they'll still be able to get, um, I think, a left tackle that will suit, that will guard that blind side for Justin Herbert. So I think the Chargers are going to be in prime position come round one when they pick at number 13. But I want to hear from you. What do you think the Chargers do at pick 13? What do you think that the Rams do uh, in the with their first pick in the will they pick in the second round? I want to get your thoughts on that. I want to hear what you think that these teams will do. And then also, too, it doesn't have to be about the Rams or the Chargers or even the Raiders. <laughs> who we get a couple of Raider phone calls here, here and there. But I do want to hear what you think about this upcoming draft. Are you excited about these all this run at quarterbacks? What are you most excited about for the NFL's draft coming up? Are you a big draft fan? Let me know. Let me know what you're thinking. I want to hear your thoughts. 877-710-ESPN. I want to hear all your thoughts about this draft coming up and then what to expect from – from the Rams, from the Chargers. I want to know all of that coming up, okay? But up next, everybody, yes, the time has come. The Kirk Morrison mock draft. And I'm not doing a 3.0 and 3.5 and 4.0. This is just going to be straight up the Kirk Morrison mock draft. Are you ready for it? I want you to listen. Listen strongly. I mean, listen, listen, keep that, keep that ear out, keep that ear ready to go. I want you to listen to it. All right. It's coming up next right here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. It's what you wanted. A show completely dedicated to football. This is LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison on 710 ESPN. All over the Rams and the NFL, USC, UCLA, the high school football scene. Kirk knows it all and is ready to bring it to you each Saturday morning. You're listening to LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Once again, here's Kirk Morrison. That's right. Welcome back in L.A. Gridiron Weekly here on a Saturday. Listening to you, Los Angeles, out there. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Getting to a lot today. We already had Don uh, Dan Shanka on earlier giving us our draft knowledge that we need as we prepare for the draft just five days away. Uh, coming up next, actually, um, Kenny Young. Rams linebacker, right? Kenny Young, former UCLA Bruin, will get uh, his take on just playing with the Rams. McVay, uh, former UCLA Bruin, will get his take on his time in Westwood, and just a lot to uh, to just to dissect with him. He's doing something great too, as well. Great cause, and what what he's doing, the Kenny Young Foundation, the Young uh, T- Foundation, has got some things going in Los Angeles. So I want you all to definitely take a listen to that interview with Kenny Young as he talks about what he's doing in the community, but also uh, just his time so far in Los Angeles, how he's uh, sort of been progressing. And hopefully we'll see if he's going to be a starter this year as well as he was traded a couple of years ago and now finally getting his footing in Los Angeles. But I digress. The time has now come for my mock draft for this NFL draft coming up 
on Thursday, 2021. Now, look, I'm only going to do the first 16 picks here, okay? Here we go. Just the first 16 picks. All right, then after that, I'll do pick 17 through 32 next segment. You know, I'll do it after the Kenny Young interview. How about that? I'll do it after the interview of that. So I want to space it out a little bit because I want you guys to to listen and give me your feedback, what you, what you think, what you think that maybe I'm crazy for what I got going on in these first 16 picks, or you want to hear what I have on that next 16 picks as we close out just the first round. I'm only going to do the first round here. So without further ado, here we go. Actually, you know what, uh, Steve Pallet, give me a little bit of uh, NFL music. Give me a little NFL bed right here. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Give me a little NFL bed here as I go picks one through 16. There we go. Here we go. Pick number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's it's a no-brainer. They're going to select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. Uh, We've known from the beginning that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the first overall picks once he walked onto the the college ranks and he beat Alabama his rookie season or his freshman year I should say from that point on it was just a matter of time he had to go through his due diligence he had to go through two more years of football because of the NFL rule that you had to do what you have to be three years removed from high school so yes three years removed from high school now he's finally eligible now Trevor Lawrence I think first round I mean first pick overall no-brainer second pick in his draft, in the Kirk Morrison mock draft, Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. And look, I did three BYU games this year for ESPN College Football. Sat down, talked with Zach Wilson. Um, he's he's the real deal. I mean, he made some throws, he made some plays, and I'm watching. And people are going to question that his the talent that uh, you know he went up against. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. You still have to make throws. And he made all the throws and he made some athletic type plays, acrobatic type throws. Zach Wilson, to me, I think is a little raw still, but man, he's been unbelievable. And I think he's going to be the second pick overall in this draft. Next after that, pick number three, San Francisco. Now, look, a lot of people have been talking about Mac Jones to San Francisco at pick three. I'm not one of them. I think the 49ers go and get quarterback Justin Fields out of out of about to say Georgia. He started at Georgia, but he finished at Ohio State. So I got Justin Fields going to the 49ers at three. Let me say that again. Justin Fields, pick three by the 49ers, I think goes. I think they go with Justin Fields. I don't think that they go Mac Jones. I think it's been all of a smoke screen, but we'll find out in five days. So I'll figure that out. But then a lot of people here. Pick number four, feel like the draft is going to truly start here at pick four. What do the Atlanta Falcons do? They already have a quarterback in place in Matt Ryan. So what do they do? Do they add another weapon? Do they draft maybe Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida? No. In my mock draft, I'm going four quarterbacks in a row. That fourth quarterback will be Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback. I've got four quarterbacks going in my first four picks. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. Those are the four quarterbacks I got coming off the board early, early in in, in the first round. So, boom. 
that, that that's how I see it going. I think that we've seen some significant strides that teams make when they're able to draft that rookie quarterback. They find a way to reset their salary cap, their structure, and they find a way to put their teams, I think, as competitive as possible by paying them you know, rookie contracts, but also getting a lot of veteran help. So that's how I see the first four picks going. As I speed it up here just a little bit, Cincinnati Bengals will get Panay Sewell, uh, offensive lineman out of Oregon. That's at pick number five. Pick number six, the Miami Dolphins. I think they go wide receiver, Jamar Chase, giving Tua Tungavailoa another weapon, right? A brand new shiny weapon, too, in Jamar Chase. I think the best wide receiver in this draft. He's another guy. Had he was able, had he been able to leave last year, would have been the best receiver coming out in last year's draft. He had to wait a year, and finally he'll hear his name called, I think, at pick number six. Followed by him, the Heisman Trophy winner to the Detroit Lions, pick number seven. The Detroit Lions get, they're going to get Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. Jared Goff needs a guy like this. He needs an inside receiver. I'm not calling Devontae Smith Cooper Cup for all those people in Los Angeles, but what I'm saying is that 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 connection between Goff and Cup, I think it could be the same thing for Jared Goff and Devontae Smith. Pick number eight. And maybe this is a little bit too low, but I got Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. He goes to Carolina at pick number eight. I, I believe that if he's there, why you, he? I think someone's going to jump up and, and take him away, uh, even earlier than that. But if he slides, if he stays at pick eight, man, what a great deal for Sam Darnold, the new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. He'll get a tight end. And I think some people said the best tight end they've seen prospect in the last 20 seasons. That's Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. Then finally, Mac Jones, I think, comes off the board at nine. Quarterback to the Denver Broncos. I think that's John Elway finding his quarterback. That's going to be the guy that he finally says, you know what, we got a quarterback first round, Mac Jones. I think he suits what their head coach is all about and Vic Fangio. I think that's going to be huge for them. Uh, getting Mac Jones pick number nine. Dallas Cowboys at 10. They go Patrick Sertan, cornerback out of Alabama. I think the the, the the Cowboys need to get cornerback help. They need to get help in the secondary. They spent a lot of money on offense. They got Dak the big contract this offseason. It's going to be about shoring up this defense because they're going to be able to score points, but can they stop someone? That's what we all need to figure out. Uh, pick number 11, the New York Giants. They go Rashawn Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern. Man, an outstanding guy. Watched him all season long. It's going to be a great fit for him at left tackle, but it also does what? It gives them a little cover for their quarterback in Daniel Jones. Pick number 12, J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. I mentioned the Cowboys need corner help. So does the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to get J.C. Horn, cornerback, out of South Carolina. Now, pick number 13, the Chargers. I think they go Christian Derisaw, left tackle out of Virginia Tech. Fits everything that you need. Nasty, strong, long arms. He's going to be the guy to protect Justin Herbert's blind side. That's at pick number 13. And the last three picks before... Uh, we got to take a brief little moment of break. Um, Minnesota at pick 14. They go Quiddy Paid, defensive end out of Michigan. Uh, New England pick 15. Micah Parsons. I think he's an all-everything linebacker. 
and what Bill Belichick will be able to do with him, I think reminds me a lot of Teddy Bruschi, Jamie Collins, Adelius Thomas. Man, if he's there at pick 15, Bill Belichick's running that card up to get him drafted to the uh, New England Patriots. Um, pick 16, this is where we're going to stop here. Pick 16, and look, how rightfully so that we stop right here. I think the Arizona Cardinals, NFC West, they draft Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman right here out of USC. So I think it's a good move for them. They grab the guy who can play tackle, he can play guard, but also to keep protection for Kyler Murray. That's going to be huge. So that's picks one through 16. But coming up next, Kenny Young, Rams linebacker, joins me right here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN.